from Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss. Take some time to reflect and think what it is you really want to do. What did you like about what you were doing at your, your set job? How do you want to help that direct where you go moving forward? Today on episode 44 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with Milan Jardine. Listen to how Milan pivoted following her corporate layoff to launch her own label. In our current time of major disruption and corporate layoffs, this is an episode with lots of great tips. Stay with us to hear all the details. If you'd like to share your story on Going Solo, or if you know someone who would, please get in touch with me via our website at smashingtheplateau.com. Now, let's welcome Melen Jardine. Melen is an innovative chocolatier and entrepreneur with a strong background in product development and sales. After 12 years of creating brands for Macy's, her position was eliminated in 2016, and she launched her own label, Melen Jardine Chocolatier. Offering exotic confections inspired by her travels, the vision is to celebrate diversity through chocolate. Sold online at boutiques and for corporate gifting and pairing events, the chocolates have been featured at Christie's Auction House and Le Cirque, approved by top chefs Mark Forgione and Dominique Crenn, and enjoyed by Warren Buffett and Sting. Melin, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Uh, it was great to have you on. So you have created an incredible brand and business success with your own label. Your site is gorgeous. And it appears that you have done what many others really wish they could do, which is make a shift from some kind of corporate position to something that seems much more in keeping with one's passion. And I'd love to hear just to start out the conversation by hearing what prompted you to make the transition from Macy's, in particular to entrepreneur and chocolatier. Sure. So after 12 years at Macy's, I loved what I did. I created brands and I got to work with designers. I got to source all different products around the world. And those aspects I enjoyed. So after getting laid off, I said, you know, what what can I do where I'm still taking aspects of what I enjoy and doing something for myself? I put a lot into building those brands for Macy's. And, you know, after the consolidation happened, I was I was a little bit upset. And I said, you know, I want to do everything that I used to do for them. And I want to apply it to my own brand. And growing up, I always had loved baking. So as soon as I could like mix sugar and butter together, I and I could stand on a chair and do it. I was I was always baking in the kitchen. And as I got older, I evolved that into making chocolates. So I said, you know what? Let's let's put this passion to the test and let's take all the training that I had at Macy's, the business training, along with building brands, and apply it to my own brand. And then keeping with that travel aspect, I was always able to to travel with Macy's. So I would take designers' designs. I would go overseas to factories uh, to negotiate and source. I'd also go to Europe to oversee trend. And I enjoyed that. I, I got to you know take time off sometimes after these business trips and explore. And I would always love trying the different foods. I mean, food is what Food is what connects us all, what makes us all human. We all need food. 
and bringing back some of these ideas and telling stories with, with them through chocolate, it, it spoke to me. It, it made me feel good. So I said, you know what? I want to do something that makes me feel good because having your own business is is not going to be an easy task. So as long as it's something that I really enjoy, I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. Having your own business is definitely not an easy task. Being in the food industry, whether it's a specialty item like chocolate or anything else, there are a lot of people that try and many people don't succeed. I think having the combination of the your business background and your your work with building brands and knowing enough about uh, chocolates and this specialty as well sounds like it was a really great combination. Thanks. I'm, I'm happy. It seems that all the pieces of my life started to come together. Yeah. Milan, how long did it take you from the time that you lost your job at Macy's until you felt like your new business was in some kind of sustainable form? I was laid off in January 2016, and I launched the chocolate company in November 2016. And what really drove me to do that fast was I got a corporate client that summer that I, I didn't want to let down. So I had an interest, and I, I started putting together recipes. I started touring kitchens, just like I would tour factories over the world. I started touring kitchens to see which one is going to be the best fit for me. In terms of packaging, I went straight to factories to import that myself instead of going to a third party because that's what I've been trained to do is source and put together different products. And then I hired a business coach to kind of help me align and, and build that that structure because going into the same building every day for 12 years is very different to then kind of having a completely open open road. So yeah, I would say January, February to November is when I really, you know, started delivering chocolate. Mm -hmm. And you said it was summer of 2016 when you got your first corporate client? Yes, Spinelli Colin. So they are a wonderful luxury jewelry company in LA. They created the stackable rings. They're called Galaxy Rings. And they have some high-profile clientele, Julia Roberts, you, you name it. And most of the famous people living in LA wear one of their rings. So it was in their budget then to send these gifts that are, you know, they're premium chocolate. So they're a little bit more expensive than you know, a chocolate you would get at the grocery store, they had that in their budget. So it was a it was a good fit for them to send out to their clients. And how did you make the connection with them? I had a I had someone who connected me with them. So someone that I was close with worked there. They made the introduction and then I treated it just like any client. I gave them samples, we negotiated over pricing and once they were happy, then we proceeded with the order. Yep. So re referral. Referral. Yes. Right. Which is um, a theme that I've heard a lot on this show, particularly for some someone who makes the transition out of corporate. It's that the initial business often comes through referrals, no matter what kind of business it is. Yes, it is definitely helpful. Yep. And when did you start working with the business coach? How far into the process? Pretty much right away because I, I knew I needed help. I knew that I, I wasn't actually sure what I wanted to do officially when I got laid off. So I took some time. I traveled actually to 
to Japan. I get a lot of inspiration from Japan for my chocolates. And along the process, you know, I had this coach just try to help me, you know, set up my weeks and, and understanding what it is I, I enjoyed, what it is I liked, grounding my next step into following my passion. So we we worked from kind of start until I launched. And he's actually, he's a great customer of mine now. And we're, you know, we're still friends. He's wonderful. Mm. Guillaume. How did you find the coach? He was someone that I had met, a friend, and he was transitioning from his own career where he used to be more of a a CEO and business person. He was going into coaching and consulting. So I caught him in that window where he was into coaching and consulting. And now he's actually a lot more into spiritual work. He's um, He has a retreat center upstate. Hmm. So I caught him when he was transitioning and it kind of aligned with how I was transitioning and it worked out. And now in 2020, what stage would you say your business is in? I am still scaling up. So 2020 was going to be the year of rolling out more wholesale. So I launched the company initially with chocolate truffles, which are very indulgent, but have a very limited short life. They're only good for two weeks. Uh, It's fresh butter, fresh cream. I do not believe in adding preservatives to them. So that's a little bit tough to to get out into stores. So about a year ago, I launched these chocolate bars, which are naturally have a longer shelf life because there's no dairy in them. They're naturally vegan with dark chocolate and herbs and spices. And I have been speaking with Whole Foods, Hudson News Group, uh, Marshall Retail Group. Some of that is on hold due to the whole COVID pandemic. So I was going to be a part of the new Whole Foods launch that was going to be happening at Hudson Yards, which I'm sure will still happen. It's just not happening this week like it was originally supposed to. And the opening of Terminal 2 at LaGuardia is supposed to be part of that. That is being pushed out. So wholesale is still on the horizon, but what I've done is I've pivoted more towards direct-to-consumer. So I've started to build up the digital marketing and my own online shop. So that is now definitely a new part of 2020 that I'm very excited about. How much have you found that you've needed to pivot at different points since you started your business because of unexpected factors? Oh, that's a good question. I've had to pivot quite a few times. When I first started with the truffles, I thought that that was enough. So I was like, nope, I need something shelf-stable as I went along. So I had to pivot and add in these these chocolate bars. I also then had to add in events because while I was working on the bars, I said, you know, I need I need more income. Corporate gifting is is very seasonal, right? It's very towards the holiday times. So then I started to do events because then that would kind of even out those those peaks and valleys. And then since launching the bars and saying, okay, I've got this figured out. Now wholesale is what's going to to answer my problems. And then this pandemic happened. So here I am pivoting again to online. You have to be. That's one thing about having your own business. You you have to you have to problem solve and you have to be creative with how you approach things. Yeah. What are some of the tools you use to try to figure out how to pivot? Well, I still run numbers all the time. So when I was at Macy's, I mean, we would get daily reports, we would get weekly reports, and we would drill down into what's really driving your business. So I still use that. I, I'll look to say, oh, I'm up to last year, or I'm down to last year. 
And I use that information then to say, okay, what, what do I need to do to get my business back on track? Every year I want to be growing. I want to at least be doubling because I'm a newer brand. I have time to go to compete with a lot of these luxury retailers, uh, chocolatiers that have been out there much longer than me. So once I kind of pivot and say, okay, I need my numbers to go up, I'll jump into my Google Analytics to say, okay, people that are coming to my site, where are they coming from? What sort of mediums do I need to increase traffic on to get more people to my site? And also feedback. So I I love hearing from my customers to say, you know, what what do they like? What do they what do they dislike? What do they feel there's a need for? I've added in products like a a monthly a monthly delivery service because some of my customers are like, you know, we want more, we want more newness. We we're excited. We want something every month. So I try to listen and just have my pulse on what's going on with my business, what's going on with my customer needs, and with what's going on in the environment around me. So very data driven. Yes. Yeah. Which is a good way to make decisions. What were some things that that came up that seemed like um, challenges that were going to be really tough to solve? When this pandemic hit, that definitely felt very, very challenging just because I had, I'd been working so hard to get some of these wholesale relationships with some major players going and with things being delayed, I, you know, what am I going to do? But this going on to the digital space and increasing my social media, getting more of my CRM, improving that, digging more into my data. I want to start running social media ads, just really getting, refining and getting to know who that customer is so that I can reach more customers and also converting a lot of my my current people that are in my database. Like what is it going to take to really, you know, service them right now at this time? So it, it seemed daunting, but I have been able to, I, I have some success with what I've been doing. So I'm, I'm very grateful and excited about that. Yeah. So um, talk to me a little, a little bit about that. Because right now, especially in the last short bit of time with COVID-19, so many people are struggling to figure out what to do and how not to dwell on the negative parts of what's going on in life and in their business. How do you, how do you focus on what's positive and how do you drive what's positive so that you can actually be successful in the midst of this major disruption? Sure. What I did was I went with felt good. I wasn't sure how it was going to work out, but I had I'd been connecting with a lot of friends who are in healthcare and I realized that what was facing them was a lot graver than what was facing me. And I was like, what can I do to help you guys? And so my my way of coping is to eat chocolate. Obviously, this is why I have a chocolate business. This is this is my path. I eat chocolate. So I started to to deliver chocolate to them and their teams at the hospital. And they were just so happy and grateful that like this little piece of chocolate, you know, in between seeing patients could just, it could make them happier. And they would go home, they would know they would sit and have this piece of chocolate and relax. And I said, okay, like what, what can I do then with this? And I had some personal coaching from a friend, Julia Pinsler. She helps women scale up their businesses. And she was doing a lot of IGTV and I happened to catch her 
on one of her episodes and she said, roll this program out, offer it on your website. So then I did. And, I, and then I'm able to help more people than, than just my friends. And other people can then feel good about helping these healthcare workers. So again, you know, I went back to my numbers and said, okay, I'm going to lower my costs to, you know, X price. I'm going to take away the shipping because shipping, I feel like inhibits a lot of people sometimes. And although everyone wants free shipping, I'm not Amazon. I can't do it all the time. But for this particular time, for these healthcare worker uh, programs, I took away the shipping and I launched that. And that's been a great way for me to enter and pivot into this digital space while feeling fulfilled and helping the people that are helping everyone else, these healthcare workers that are that are putting their lives on the line. So it it all started to to come together. Who yeah. knew that that day I was just going to drop off chocolates at my friend at the hospital was going to turn into this, but I just knew I had to that day. I'm like just go, just deliver chocolate and you'll figure the rest out. Right. So th- there's a lot to be said for following whatever impulse you may have. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you did do that seems to me to be very structured is you asked, what can I do to help you guys? You listened to what you heard, and then you watched and learned from the data. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So even though it might seem almost whimsical, it definitely was not. Correct. Correct. And clearly filling a need. Yes. And I've, I've been able to reach all across the U.S. now. I just sent to a hospital in Tampa. And yeah, I get so many. You could tell from the pictures that even though a lot of, and I asked, you know, for pictures back because I want to I want to spread that message for people to stay home because it is hard for people to stay home. I want to have compassion for everyone involved, but these reminders like to stay home. So they send me pictures and even though they're wearing masks, you can still see they're smiling with their eyes. Wow. There's still happiness there. Wow. So, yeah. Right. Which is very rewarding as a business owner. Know you're really helping somebody. Yes. Yeah. Glenn, what else would you like to share about how you made this transition, what you're doing in your business, et cetera? You definitely need a lot of tenacity. It is a, it takes a lot of work. And one thing that my business coach always reminded me of is this is a marathon, not a sprint. You have to pace yourself, taking time, you know, to not work on, on weekends, you know, sometimes it's challenging, but it really is. You have to, you have to pace yourself, you know, definitely planning and having, actionable to-do lists and goals, say for the week, the month, the year, five years, you definitely need to to plan, but also know that there's going to be a lot of curveballs thrown at you. And there's just as much growth in, in taking a rest and recovering as there is to kind of hitting the pavement and just going. Absolutely. And Milan, if you want to be in your own business, following a job loss, what do you think is the first thing you should do when you first get laid off? Take some time. Take some time to reflect and and think what it is you really want to do. What did you like about what you were doing at your, your set job? And how do you want to help that direct where you go moving forward? Because it's all still very connected. You can't just say, I was at this one job and now I want to do something on my own. It's still you're still very connected to that that old kind of part of you, especially if you were there a long time. So use that, use all of that information and what you liked and didn't like and help that, use that to help you create your, your path go forward. 
Yeah. Well, you have certainly demonstrated that with the way you've used your knowledge, skills, and experiences from building brands to building your own brand and your own business. Thank you. Melin, what's your dream for your business? Oh, I eventually want to have a boutique in New York, a boutique in Paris, and a boutique in Tokyo where there's chocolate and some teas, coffee too, but I am very much a tea person, and pastries. So I've been evolving the the product offering where I have chocolate truffles, chocolate bars. I do exotic chocolate dipped fruit, but eventually getting into some of those pastries and being able to offer it in the shop in key flagship locations. The world is very digital and I will focus on digital, but I think having these kind of landmarks in a few places is is a dream of mine. Sounds wonderful. Milan, if someone wants to go deeper with anything we've discussed today or get in touch with you, where's the best place to go? They could definitely reach out to me via email. So all of my information is on my website. So it is my name. It is M-I-L-E-N-E-J-A-R-D-I-N-E.com. So that's milenjardine.com. My email's on there. You can reach out to me social media if you'd prefer that. And I'd love to hear from you. If you're having a journey you're going through, you need some guidance on, or you just want any chocolate, you let me know. Okay. And do you have a free gift for our audience? I do. So for having me, David, you're very wonderful. I am offering a 15% off promo code. So all the details on how to redeem that will be on the, the website for the podcast. Great. Yeah. So we will have that in the show notes. So um, just check that out at smashingtheplateau.com. My guest today has been the founder of Milan Jardine Chocolates. Milan Jardine, thank you again, Milan, for joining us. Thank you. When you visit the Going Solo website, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how Melen Jardine pivoted following her corporate layoff to launch her own label and much more. If you'd like to share your story on Going Solo, or if you know someone who would, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them learn how to build a successful business after a late career job loss. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode. Thank you.